0: This message is provided by Bridgeway Community Church. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, So fun to watch little ones trying to put puzzles together, right? (laughs) Love it. Love seeing them be able to do that and uh, to to try and do these things. We're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about puzzle pieces. You should have received a puzzle piece for every member in your family. Even if they're back in Seekers. that's okay. You can still have one. Just stuff it in your pocket. If you didn't get one... Does anybody not have a puzzle piece? If you do, if you didn't, um, you can raise your hand. We've got a couple people that will sneak around, make sure that you get one. Otherwise, you can grab one um, at, the, at the info desk on the way out. I want to make sure that everybody's got one, though, today. We're going to be using those later on. So last week, uh, Pastor Ron, he talked us through the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Great sermon. We were in Acts 5. Awesome stuff. If you missed it, you're going to want to catch that. Uh, on our website, on our app, or on our YouTube channel later. All of our sermons are there for you to watch anytime. This week, though, we're going to go actually, normally we move forward, right? We move forward in the book that we're working through. I'm going to move backwards. We're going to go right before what Pastor Ron did last week. We're going to be in Acts chapter 4. We're going to be in Acts chapter 4 today. Before we um, actually get into that, let me just talk to you about what's been happening right before this in Acts chapter 4. So we'll be in verse 23. Right before that, Peter and John, these are the two, some of the the closest people to Jesus, two of the closest people to Jesus, they are out doing ministry. And so they come into the city of Jerusalem and they find a guy sitting at the gates who's crippled. And they heal him. Crazy way, God moves in a crazy way and they heal this guy and everybody's going crazy about it. Right after that, They go into the city and they start preaching and teaching about what we were just singing about this morning, about Jesus being resurrected. And the religious leaders that are all in the city, they are looking at this and they're like, okay, well, it's our job to kind of oversee what they're speaking and we don't really like it, so we're going to pull them in. So they arrest Peter and John and they start to question them about what's going on. Now, we just talked, that crippled guy was there, right? They healed him. In an amazing way. Well, because of that, everybody is excited, right? How could you not be excited? This dude that's been crippled for a long, long time is now walking. And everybody's praising God about it. And they've got the two guys that just did it arrested. And they're like, okay, well, we're reading between the lines here. We probably can't punish these guys. Which brings us to where we're at today. So, like I said, if you've got your Bible, we're going to be in Acts chapter 4. If you don't have your Bible, it's still going to be in Acts chapter 4. We'll have it up on the screens for you as well, or you can pull it up on your device. Um, but we're going to be in Acts chapter 4, verse 23. If, you can, if you're able, do you mind actually just standing for, for this reading today? We're going to stand for nine verses. We don't always do this, but I want to just um, focus on, a, on this a little bit today, especially for one of the verses we're going to talk about later on. Let's read this together. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. Thanks. You can grab a seat. Right after this, it goes right into what we were talking about last week. So it talks about the people sharing the things that they had. They were selling their land um, to help care for their community. And then they go into the story of Ananias and Sapphira. But that's just where we were last week. And this week, like I said, we're focusing on this part. So I'm going to kind of walk us through this story bit by bit and uh, just kind of go through that. So we're going to jump back to the first part of this. Peter and John come back from being persecuted they're arrested they're persecuted and they come back to their own people to their own people that's what it says in uh, verse 23 but who are their own people who are their own people who are Peter and John's own people I think it's the believers that they have been preaching and pulling in these are their own people their small group of believers uh, that they come back to and they report Everything that just happened, tell them, hey, listen, this is what just happened. We just went through all this questioning and the religious leaders threatening us. Um, this has all just gone on. And in verse 24, you see, their first. all the people's response is kind of weird to me, kind of crazy to me. So they just said that, right? Hey, we went off and this terrible thing happened. And what does everybody say? Hey, we should respond to God and claim how awesome he is say that you have the power ultimately praising him. That's the response. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Now, if I'm being persecuted, if I'm being arrested, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think that that's my first response. I would hope so. I hope that I can be like these people and respond in that, in that way, but I just think it's awesome. The other thing I want to note in this verse is the amount of times that we see the word they. Anybody see it? When they heard the word, they raised their voices. They said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. We've got it three times in just this verse. And that's what I want us to focus on. We're going to be talking about um, this community and the focus on how they are all doing everything together. Verse 25 and 26 you spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant David, your servant, our father David. I want to pause there for a second. We could just gloss over that really quickly, but I think that this is a powerful truth in the New Testament that we need to we need to grab a hold of. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David, and then they quote Psalm two. So that's what those two next verses are. Why do the nations rage? And that's all a quote from Psalm 2 speaking. So it's David that wrote that. But the Jews believed that the Bible was written by, by God. So it was written through the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, by the Holy Spirit through people. That's what we believe too. And this is one of the places that tells us about that. So I just thought, I've got to pause at this moment. This is what we believe about the word of God, and I've got to speak that loud and clear, which is the whole reason I wanted us to stand today, to give reverence, because this is from the Holy Spirit, the mouth of God through David. I just think that's awesome. Verse 27 says, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. Now, in those verses we just read, and in this verse, I think there's something powerful at play here. The people are being persecuted. They're being they're in a hostile environment, and this is what has happened. And, and it happened, it happened in David's time, because you see those verses from David saying the same thing that the people were the people were plotting in vain and they were coming after him. It happened then. It happened in this time in Peter and John. They're pulled in. They're arrested. And I think it's happening now. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you look around, it's beginning to be harder and harder to talk about Jesus, to talk about the church, and to talk about the things of God in our communities. It's getting harder. And so I think these things are happening now. But I think it's, it's interesting in this story because it's saying that what happened to Jesus It happened in Jerusalem, and it happened. He was convicted and tried and killed under the same court that Peter and John just walked into. The same thing is happening again, and they're noting that. This is what's happened. And Verse 28 says, they did did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Again, giving the glory to God, saying, this is what your plan was. And I believe they're saying, this is what your plan is for right now with Peter and John. In verse 29, we'll keep on going. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your fingers, sorry, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So when you have a problem, how do we normally pray? Like if I've, got, if I've got like a broken foot or something, I'm like, okay, God, can you please just, you know, make my foot better and the problem will be solved. If I've, got, if I've got problems with people um, around me and I'm having problems in the community and somebody is persecuting me or attacking me, my natural bent is to go, okay, I just want that to stop. So maybe that's what I'm going to pray. I just want them to stop. But these people, they don't pray that. They pray for boldness. They pray for boldness in the face of all this persecution, in the face of the hostile environment, in the face of the cultural waves that are around them. They don't ask for it to be quenched. They ask for boldness in that time to speak with the spirit in the face of it, to stand firm, to stand strong in the face of this oppression. I just think that that's crazy and beautiful and powerful, and they get it. They, they have gotten something that they know that the Spirit of God is powerful, and they can hold on to that. See, God answers their prayer, and in the same moment, he shakes the ground. He shakes the ground. That's what's happening right here in verse 31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke The word of God boldly. He gives them exactly what they need for their problem, although sometimes it doesn't happen the way that we ask, but this time he does, and he does it in a crazy way. He answers their prayers and he shakes the ground. The spirit moves, shakes the ground. I just think that that's crazy. Can you imagine being in that place, right? They come back, they tell this story hey, this is what happened. We healed this guy, we're getting persecuted. And we just want God. We want him. You know what, people, we need to gather together. Let's all huddle up. Let's pray. Let's talk to the Spirit. We need this in this moment. We need his power. We need to ask for his boldness to continue the mission that he has put us on. They ask that, and the Spirit answers. He gives them the boldness. The ground is shaking in the midst of it. I just think that that would be a powerful event to be a part of. Crazy and awesome. Here at Bridgeway, we're headed into a season in October here where we are going to go through a four week series focused on prayer. We're going to slow down. We're going to focus on prayer as a community. I'm so excited for this because I believe as well there's tremendous power in the Spirit and there's tremendous power as we work together as a community and speak with Him. And I'm excited because there's a history. We just read about it. There's a history of the ground being shaken. When the spirit moves, when we tie into the spirit, what will God do this October? What's he going to do? What's his spirit going to do in you and I this October? I'm just waiting, and I'm so excited, and that's how I'm praying, as I pray with eager anticipation. So I just gathered with a group of actually, um, let me see, make sure I say this right, a group of group hosts. You got that group of group hosts last week. We gathered together together and there was a bunch of some new group hosts that were getting ready to launch new groups and some established groups that got together we prayed over this thinking ahead hey we've got this series coming up there is enormous potential here for the spirit to move and we want to encourage and invite and we just want to come before you God and ask for that same thing ask for boldness in our groups ask for the boldness in our community we wanted to step in the same way and so that's what we were doing last week and I'm excited to say that, I've been, I've been so excited this week just to talk about this story and about the spirit moving and what could happen. I'm, I'm eager and I'm excited to see what he will do. Let's go back to uh, that last verse here. It says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. All the believers were one in heart and mind. What does that mean, one in heart and mind? In mind. I think it means what we've just been talking about. You keep on seeing the word they. They are doing this together. They are connected together. They are connected to God through their prayer, right? They're trying to be connected to him, and they're connected as a community doing this thing together. So they're connected vertically, and they're connected horizontally doing this thing together. They work together to encourage each other to be connected through the spirit, through prayer, to care for each other. And ultimately, as they're doing this, the ground is shaken. And they're given exactly what they need for their problem. To get this idea of one heart and one mind, I want to take a look real quick at another verse in Ephesians. Ephesians 4.16 says, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. From him, the whole body is joined together, held, I'm sorry, joined, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And talking about the church, right? They're talking about how we are connected. We are his body. We are joined together by each of our pieces. Each of our pieces connected. I think they're talking about how we are actually a puzzle. We as a community of believers, we are a puzzle and each of us is a piece of it. And we are connected together. And this is what happens, is that we grow and we build each other up in love as each part does its work. I love that. So like I said earlier, you should have been given a puzzle piece. Um, Not quite yet, but right after the service, we've got something for that. But I want to know, how many of you in this room, how many are, are in love with puzzles, would call themselves a puzzle aficionado? Any of those people? Yeah, raise them proud. Come on, don't be shy about this. There we go. All right. We've got our avid puzzle makers in the room. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. You all are the ones that are doing like those thousand piece puzzles, right? Fantastic. Um, I both, personally, I both love them. And I lose patience with them. <laughs> so this is where my kids come into play because they could do the same puzzle three times in a row. You just saw my daughter earlier doing that puzzle. We literally did that three times in a row. So I was like, I got to get this on video at some point. Um, but I, I think puzzles are awesome, and I think there's there is at least something special about when you find that piece when you're holding on to that piece, right? You've got your piece of the puzzle, and when you finally find where that goes in the puzzle, there's something satisfying about finding that one, even if it's, you just do one. I think that there's something satisfying about finding out how it gets plugged in. Anybody think they know what the puzzle makes? Any guesses out there? It can be a little bit difficult, right, to figure out what the puzzle is. You're kind of, somebody, I see some of you doing it, you're looking at the puzzle down below, which is exactly what I want you to do. You're trying to figure out, what could that be? Is that a hare? Is that a tree? Is that a turtle? I mean, what is that? It's a little bit hard, right? Like, we look at this one little puzzle piece, and we try and get the, the full picture. And we don't have it. Not with just our one piece. And that's a little bit like life in the church, right? We plug our little piece of the puzzle into the full church, And when they all get put together, we get to see that whole picture. We get to see what the Spirit is doing. We get to see how he's working. We get to be excited about the ground being shaken and doing something amazing. So here's my challenge for you. My challenge for you, before you leave today, after the service finishes up here in a little while, um, I want you to help me do something. Take that puzzle piece, you're going to go over to the square and help me put it together. Now some of you just looked at me like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> We're going to be here for the next week, Mike, come on. Some of you are like, well, I'm just going to leave my puzzle piece right here on the seat. Somebody else will grab it. I see you. I see you. Uh-huh. I'm just going to, I was hoping to just piece by on Mike on the way out. I'm definitely running out of this church today. Um, my, my, my question and my ask here today is not that we finished the puzzle today. We've got some avid puzzle makers, right? I'm gonna need you avid puzzle makers to help me this week, so to help me actually put this puzzle together. But I need each of us to at least contribute your piece, okay? You gotta at least bring your piece over and set it down so that we have the pieces to put the puzzle together. This is like real life here too. We have to trust each other. We have to trust each other as a community to step into this puzzle. Because each of you is different, just like that piece in front of you. Each of you matters, and each of you is necessary in this church. Each of us is different, matters, and is necessary in this church. I'm going to say one other line for you. You are, if you hear nothing else today, I want you to hear these pieces. You are one important piece of the puzzle you are one important piece of the puzzle, and some of us just needed to hear that today. Maybe, you already, maybe you've been playing with your piece, and you're like, well, my piece is kind of chewed on and a little bit bent or broken. That's okay. We still need it. We still need your piece of the puzzle, kind of like how we came in here today. Maybe you're a little bent and dirty and ripped and chewed on a bit. But each piece still matters, and we need each piece here. So this is my invitation to you. Come be a part of our family. You are all welcome to be a part of this family. So we want to be one mind this fall as we've been talking about this service. And so we're focusing on this prayer series as a whole church. Like I said, with that in mind, when you go to drop that off, I want want that to be your reminder of all how can I fully engage just like I'm engaging right now to set this piece in the puzzle? How can you do that? And I want to help you with that. I'm not going to just leave you out to try and say, hey, good luck with that. I want to ask you to join in this movement. Join in the movement that we're doing this fall. So kids, this is if you're kids in this room or you've got kids in um, J Seekers, they're going to be practicing. Prayer through making different things. and be actually practicing prayer themselves like making prayer boxes. They'll send those home with the family or with the kids. And then, they, and then you as a family can decide which of the different things you want to maybe incorporate in your family. Fun stuff. I'm so excited for what they're doing and what they're going to be able to bring home. Students, middle school and high school students, if you're in the room, You guys are also a part of this, or if you've got some middle school or high school students and they're not in the room, you're also a part of this. You're going to be doing a series. Justin's not here, so I get to share with you right now what's going to be happening. They're going to be doing a series called Awkward Conversations, which is also talking about prayer. So excited for that. I think it's going to be an awesome series for the students. But they are also doing the same thing. So if you guys have not checked out the middle school, the BSM, Um, You're going to want to, please check it out this October. Jump in, give it a go, even if you've tried it before. Come back and come be a part of this. We can all do it together. We've got the the times on the screen, but you can also check it out on our website or on our uh, social media later as well. Adults, this is how you can fully engage. Come be a part of it. Step into a group for four weeks with us for just one month. At the end of October, you're like, you know what? These people are weird. I don't want to be a part of them anymore. I'm gonna. That's okay. No, no offense. No foul. No, nothing. I just want you to come and be a part of it, so we can be fully engaged this month. And what we're gonna do there? This is a chance for you to be to know a few other people because as a big community, we can say this right. Like, let's all be a part of this. Let's be a part of prayer. But we've got to focus it down so that we can really encourage each other and challenge each other to live like Jesus, to do life together, and ultimately to make an impact together. And that's where we take what we do corporately and we really work it out during the week. So come be a part of it. If you're already a part of a group, you're like, Mike, come on, I'm already a part of a group. I love this stuff. I'm like preaching to the choir here. We've got more than 20 groups here already, more than 200 people of you that are already involved in groups. Not saying this to toot my horn or our horn or anything, but rather just to say, come be a part of this. There's people that have already caught that vision. If you have already caught that vision, share it. Speak with that same boldness and encourage some others because you know of the growth that happens through groups. Come be a part of it. So after the service, we're going to have group hosts. There will be a few group hosts. They'll be standing out at the info desk. Take a minute. Go out there. Meet these awesome people. I promise. They don't bite, right? You guys don't bite? Okay. I'm looking at a couple of them. They don't bite, but they'll be out there. They're ready to just chat with you about, um, about this fall and about what to expect. Go meet them. Be excited about what the Spirit is going to do with you through them uh, this, this next coming month. So if you want to jump into a new group, New group start up next week, uh, Sunday right after the service. So you go out, you meet the hosts, sign up for this event, come be here and be a part of it. So you can do that. Sign up on our website, the QR code right in front of you or out at the info desk or on the app as well. And with that, I just want to say one more thing for us. I want to wrap us up here. Don't forget, you've got that piece. You are needed. Help us put that puzzle piece or a puzzle together in the square and then come back next week and let's see the finished product and start in your new group if you're not already plugged in. So we've been reading about this bold prayer that they had, right? Tying into the spirit, being excited about what's going to happen next. Are you guys ready to pray that way too? I'm ready, I'm ready to pray in a crazy way for crazy things to happen here, crazy things to happen in this greater Rockford, Grand Rapids area, and wait for the spirit to do like he's done before, to shake the ground, to empower us with exactly what we need for the problems that are in our face. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you and we are so grateful for you. Thank you for coming, as we sang about earlier, you, for coming to save us, to, to provide us a way out of the mess that we have made. You came for that. Thank you for inviting us to go with you and follow you. See, you started something long ago. You entrusted it to your church. Peter and John stepped in boldly, asking to do the same thing. And they passed it on. And they passed it on. And it comes to us. So God, stir in us today to create space to meet with you together. And as we think of this, spirit, this series coming this fall, we invite you, Spirit. We need you now. And we need you then. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, in this place. Move in this place. Move in us now and bring us exactly what we need for the problems in our face. God, we love you, and we serve you, and we sing to you now. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Check out our app or website at bridgewaycommunity.org for more messages or to take the sermon one step deeper by downloading the Sermon Discussion Guide.